1: Steve here and Larson
2: welcome back to going in raw news brief we're gonna try to keep this one brief today Larson but there's a lot to cover let's try to get this one to 600 likes why don't you guys smash that like button uh Larson, odd number a number of times though yeah it, once once is
1: totally fine just yeah, as long one as is 600
2: you do that yeah.
1: yeah uh first thing uh WB apparently is changing how they produce their content yet again of course not that long ago we heard they were going to do stuff in bulk uh, over the course of, of a few days, uh, shoot five weeks of television, uh, apparently before they really started with that, that said, no, we're going to do it all live. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet has an exclusive report, which say, says to us that WWE has changed yet again uh, in an effort to, quote, in an effort to increase the, safety, the level of safety for performers amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet is reporting that in an effort to reduce the amount of travel for talent, wwe will begin bi-weekly tapings that means every two weeks for raw smackdown and nxt starting uh, april 25th that's a saturday continuing to july 1st i mentioned that because i remember back when we were doing 210 for the wins a week we had conversations well is it bi-weekly or no it's... bi-weekly is every two weeks it's semi-weekly semi it's twice weekly. a week so yeah. i just not that i'm a know it all yeah Confusion could could, could, could happen. You think bi-weekly, that's twice a week. No, it's yeah. every other week.
2: Quickly, what's semi-monthly? That's uh, twice a month. <laughs>
1: Wait,
2: Semi about, is twice in a span.
1: <laughs> bi-monthly, every other month, every yeah, two months. Exactly. Um, sure. So uh, a swing sh- uh, sheet sources tell them that, quote, despite some outside criticism, WB is putting a lot of effort into mitigating risks and doing the best they can to protect people's health and safety while still keeping the business afloat amidst the current pandemic.
2: So uh let's do some completely and totally baseless speculation. The the speculation about uh them going live was that Vince wanted to ensure that contractually they kept uh, to their contractually obligated number of live TV shows from their new TV deal so then Fox or USA couldn't come to them after the fact and say, "Hey, Uh, you know, you did like 20 of these things not actually live. It was taped. Uh, We're going to, you know, uh, pull back the monies. Mm -hmm. We're going to redo the contract or get out of the, find a way to get out of the contract. Uh, Or that would be the reason to get out of the contract. Uh, Seemingly, that isn't an issue because they're going to be doing these things taped
1: yet again. So it seems either, apparently they're, I'm guessing, there was some sort of conversation between WWE their broadcast partners to make sure they are in the clear to do tapings. Yeah. And maybe this is kind of the compromise they came up with, with, with said rather than doing a month's worth, five weeks worth, six weeks worth. They'll do it every other week. Uh, I guess the the, the potential advantage or, or, or there is there is advantage of doing it this way as opposed to live every week, obviously, for the safety. It's not as good as doing bulk as in doing five weeks and then letting people go home. At least this way, uh, you do your taping, you get two weeks off. That's essentially your quarantine period. Uh, make sure you're in the clear, then you can go back to work. I don't necessarily think it necessarily mitigates the the in terms of wrestlers who have families; they still have to kind of more or less not see their family for a period, assuming mm-hmm. they want to quarantine upon return from taping if they have to travel for it. But uh, it, I guess it's better than having to fly out weekly.
2: Yeah. Well. Yeah. No, this obviously is better. Um, uh, uh, Pro wrestling. She incidentally sort of buried in this uh, in the in the tweet or the article or whatever did seem to confirm that last week was, in fact, live, even though there mm-hmm. was no live bug on any of the programming. Uh, and it's going to be live tonight and through next week. Yes. And then, like you said, following that April 25th, I think it was. Yeah, uh, that Saturday,
1: they're doing, what were they doing on the 25th? They're doing two episodes of SmackDown on the 25th. Mm-hmm. So I guess, really, the people who fly up for SmackDown uh, next week will just stick around an extra day. Do that round of tapings, they're not back until it says here May 11th. Yeah,
2: I wonder if any of it. We also don't know what level. I mean, there are. I was reading today about some private island off Miami Beach that uh everybody gets uh tested there um, because they're super rich. We don't know what access to testing they have. I mean, maybe potentially, you know, when they say hey, go home and see your families maybe they have access to one of these quick tests i don't know um so maybe they're they're incentivizing the wrestlers as well in that manner who knows um but uh but yeah i mean this is better i wonder if part of the conversation might have been and i'm just speculating here uh gargano versus champa was pre-filmed and granted they're not doing you know a lot of that stuff but given that it was pre filmed, maybe they use that uh you know to take that to the networks and say hey listen We got a ratings bump because of the buzz that this match generated. Generally speaking, when we're able to tape things and pre-produce them, editing, et cetera, et cetera, it gives us a better, you know, it gives us a a, a bigger advantage because look, we're losing the live crowd. We need some other advantage pre-taping, editing, being able to do cooler stuff might give us an
1: advantage. If that were the case, I would hope, if that was the pitch made, that we'd see more of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I just don't know that we will. No, I don't know either. We won't, but... You know, the
2: fact that they're taping means that there's a possibility that, look, even if it's silly stuff like Baron Corbin pushing Elias, you can do stuff that we've seen even in the realm of the, you know, empty arena. And they could build... I mean, look, we both know that they haven't been, you know, taking full advantage of, you know, of, of what you can do taping. But, I mean, we did see it on NXT. It did lead to a ratings boost. Sometimes they just need to see the proof in the pudding to do more of it. Do we do we know what they're going to do? No, of course we don't. We're not there. Um, it, could that be used as a pitch? Sure, why not?
1: Something fits uh, into it. Uh, another thing that's apparently still happening, Money in the Bank. Uh, the question is where, though? We know it's not going to be in Baltimore. Royal Farms Arena, they already canceled it. But uh, Russell Vote might have the answer. Steve, please take it away. Uh,
2: yeah, so it's still gonna be taking place on uh Sunday, May tenth. Uh it's not gonna be at the PC though. And uh we don't know where it's gonna be. Yeah, but Yeah, uh, speculate, baseless speculation, Larson. Where the hell are they gonna do this thing? And why would they take it out of the performance center? They have the facility. Full sale? Is, it, is that like an upgrade? I Honestly, when they do stuff at the Performance Center, it looks kind of like Full sale. Like they, they're, they're, they, They've dolled it up to
1: make it look like the do same size. The only thing maybe. I can think... Of it. I feel like it is a larger space, like there's more of a ramp and stuff. That's the only reason I can think, maybe? Maybe? A larger... Ra- oh. Like a larger stage type of thing. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, why would with that With a larger matter? Tron and stuff. I mean, spectacle-wise, I guess it makes sense, but... Yeah, um, I can't tell a difference like what they did. Yeah, I, there's just it's
2: not much of difference. I mean, that's what Russell
1: vote says here. Still working on location confirmation. Obviously, no fans attendance regardless of location. So we'll uh, have it. at I don't know, like the the uh, Orlando Taco Festival. I don't know. I know fast festivals are canceled. It's a bad joke, but uh, you can't do that. <laughs> maybe instead of having the Orlando Taco Festival, they'll have money in the bank
2: uh here's the thing like if they if they let's say they find like a a a daily place uh size venue right Mm -hmm. it doesn't look better like this uh, you, you, you want a smaller place at this point i mean i was thinking in my head the other day i was like man what if what if the you know the idea go go ahead go ahead
1: uh they find an abandoned bank and do it inside a vault
2: you know, if they got creative with stuff, I mean, maybe there is a space like, you know, the I think it was the joint next door, the empty space next door. They did Champa versus Gargano. Dude, look, I know there's no way we can tell us and maybe it's not even feasible. But if they elect to do pay-per-views as special events that are like. I'm not going to say like the like it's it's exclusively like shot like the Boneyard match which was filmed like was was shot like a movie. Yeah. But if they got out special cameras like the the Gar- if they did the whole thing like Gargano Champa, which yes, they edited that, but it feels like mainly they just did a multi-camera edit, meaning yeah, they had a bunch of cameras in place and it's not like they were redoing takes. They it might like have it. for the bigger moves. I don't know. But it did feel like that was one continuous match. that They just filmed with better cameras and then did a multi-camera edit on it. It's To me, I think it'd be great. Hey, this is a special event. We're not going to just do the goofy, uh, stupid-looking gym workouts thing. We're going to produce it up a little bit. Maybe that's why the change of venue. I don't know. I have no idea. But, I'm, you know, again, nobody knows. This is basal speculation. Exactly. It's all we can do right now. It's all uh, we can do. So, of course, obviously this week was a pretty tough one for uh, WWE. Lots of layoffs. There might be more to come. Um, and uh, have, have we heard anything about that? Is that in this next bit? Because I didn't even read the notes.
1: No, no. Melser seems to th- think that what uh, what we heard is, is is it. That's it. Okay. All right. That's well, it. hopefully that's the case. I hope so. Um,
2: but uh there is sort of a lingering question
1: exactly how
2: much of WWE was laid off uh so we've heard about numerous on-screen talents backstage producers of course a lot of those were furloughs and writers who were either laid off or furloughed by WWE this past Wednesday but those moves apparently only make up a fraction of the total number of workers who lost their job PW insider is reporting that according to one source at least of the company was let go. That's insane. Wrestling Observer uh, Newsletter notes that WWE made massive cuts across every division, not just limited to on-air performers. In particular, the live events division was gutted since there will likely be no live events for some time to come. But writers and office workers were cut back heavily. Uh, This would seem to fit what Wrestle's votes Tweeted out Wednesday saying that the number of people, staff plus talent let go will be in the hundreds when all is said and done. Well into the hundreds, of dark day in WWE history. Um, and yeah, it, it absolutely is. I mean, this is look, man. You know, their their business model. And again, it, it sucks. But from a business perspective, it's completely understandable. Their business model is predicated on doing events in front of a mm-hmm. lot of people. Now mm-hmm. they've scaled down to doing a small. Uh, basically, no relatively events. small TV production in a small facility, and that's going to be uh par for the course for a while now. There's a lot of people standing around doing nothing, man. Yeah, it still sucks, though. It sucks, it sucks. When we gotta let like, go, too.
1: Yeah, you know, at least, at least there's something, at least there's a chance we can get other jobs. I mean, like, the, the thing is, like, there's like work's extremely hard to come by now, so I know people could get unemployment for was eight, ten weeks this goes until next spring, The one they can do after that, you know? It just sucks. It sucks. Uh, someone else who thinks this sucks is AJ Styles. Uh, he spoke about the release of his uh, OC cohorts on his most recent Mixer stream. And as we had to say, transcripts from this from Fightful. He says, Gallows and Anderson hurt really
2: bad. Don't do this in a <laughs> voice. I'm not. <laughs> The only way I can explain it... Is I'm, so, I'm not giving you real shit. I'm not giving you real shit. I just hop on you because, you know, if I was going to read it, I'd probably done the same thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, the only way I can explain it is that these guys are like family. I couldn't take care of my own brothers. That's the way I feel about it. I'm the oldest. I'm supposed to take care of them, and I didn't manage to do that. I feel responsible in some way, way, weird way for them being released. It's devastating. There's a lot of other great work wrestlers who got released. This stuff is expected with everything going on. I'm as shocked as you are with some of the guys that got released. I have my own opinions with things that could have been done differently. I'm not the CEO of the company. I don't make those decisions. Uh, Who do you blame with all of this? Every company is doing this. Not every wrestling company is, though. Uh, When big companies stop making money, it's not the highest up person who takes a pay cut. Everyone else does. All I know is I lost a lot of great friends. He continues later on when Gallows and Anderson got released. I just felt alone. Those guys are with me all the time, and I've never felt more alone. If Gallows and Anderson go to AEW or New Japan Pro Wrestling, I hope they kill it. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to miss them. I really am. These next couple of years are going to be different. Man, he sounds heartbroken.
2: Yeah, he does. He does. The uh, interesting line in there is, I feel responsible in some weird way. I wonder if that's just sort of, you know, survivor's guilt. Maybe you it know? could be.
1: You know, you know, as, as close what as What else they could were. he have done? I know. I mean, he's not doing creative, you know, you know? I like the bit know. in here where, he's, where he says, he says, uh, I have my own opinion with things that could have been definitely, I'm not the CEO of the company. I don't make those decisions. You know that you're right.
2: That is, that is very interesting because AJ has always seemed to be the kind of guy who, you know, obviously he's sort of that old school guy, no excuses kind of guy mm-hmm. feels mm-hmm. like he's that. you know, mm-hmm. whatever Vince gives him. He does what he does it to the best of his ability. Mm-hmm. he does what he's told to do, and he just tries to kill it every time. yeah, I wonder if he's coming around. I wonder if this makes him think what he knows deep down, but he just because he's that kind of personality,
1: he doesn't acknowledge necessarily well, you know, he always that, he, you hear him talk about even like hogan coming to to impact diplomatic as can be yeah. Yeah, he has got the most
2: diplomatic shoot interviews ever.
1: Yeah, and even and even I, this when when big companies stop making money, it's not the highest up person takes a pay cut; everyone else does. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: yeah, and that's true. That's, it that's, is. That's how big. Sadly. Are. You know, they Sadly, sometimes they get bonuses too. Yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, I yeah, I, I wonder. It's like you know, you, you're sitting there thinking you brought these guys in because they were Bullet Club, right? Mm-hmm. Bring them in. And the first thing you do isn't put them with both AJ and Finn as, like, a dominant. You, you don't even have a plan for, like, what the hell you're going to call them. They start dancing around the word club. Mm-hmm. Give me a br- –
1: like, you don't have – this. This is hey, let's just get these guys. And then what? Well, so that's what it is. It's hoarding talent. No plan. Just hoarding talent for the sake of hoarding talent. I mean, I know that they're signing preceded AEW and all that. But, you know, that's kind of when they did, had their first – or well, the their major kind of raid, if you will, of New Japan talent. It was AJ, mm. it was Nakamura, and it was it was Gals and Anderson. Mm-hmm. yeah, You know? And uh, it didn't it didn't seem like they had a much of a plan for any of them, even AJ. Vincent said, I want you to be my bulldog. Dude's yeah, I just won think won championships I think that everywhere. Plans it's
2: it's so bizarre to me that well it, it is and it isn't. If you listen if you listen at all to like the Pritchard podcast or anybody else, there there's never the I'll put it this way. The approach to creative is just fundamentally different than how fans like you and I think it should be done. Um, there isn't there seems seemingly is never a thought. And I think I honestly think this just goes back to the days of, of 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 your, the you know, the old days, when hey, somebody's a big name over here. Well, then you bring them in. And then what do you, is there a plan? There's no plan. You just, you bring them in because they're good workers. And I just think that it's, it's a fundamental difference in the way that you and I sort of think that like it'd be cool to do. And it seems, and it seems obvious. It seems so obvious. Well, I mean, these guys I guess have history. But in Vince McMahon's mind and like Bruce Pritchard's mind, you bring these people in because they're, they're, they're a big act. Not because you can capitalize on their history, but because you know they can
1: work. Well, I think it, you would think the the idea is that you would bring these talents in because they think you would help your business. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, and I, I don't know. I mean, especially at this point in time, when they're signing they just signed Gals and Anderson to huge deals. Apparently, they were making three quarters of a million dollars each. Mm-hmm, yeah, each. Yeah, one and a half million dollars you're paying this this tag team uh, over the course of a year, and you're not really doing much with them. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that's not. Hey, we're going to sign these guys, these huge deals, because we think they can bring money to the company. We're signing these guys, these deals, because they don't. We don't want them going anywhere else because we think they can make money for other companies. That's just the latest round of stuff. I'm not talking about when they first signed, when AJ first signed, but you know, after the ad, the, the advent of uh, of AEW, the mindset changed to all right. We're not going to worry about signing people who we think are to benefit our company. We're going to sign wrestlers so they don't benefit anybody else, mm-hmm. whether we utilize them or not. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when, when, when the, the first draft happened and AJ went to SmackDown, Gallows and Anderson went to Raw, and they find, you know, there's that shot backstage of them finding out about it, you could tell right then and there that's, that sucked for those guys
3: mm-hmm. when they got broken yeah. up
1: that first time. I know. Um, but at least they work with the same company then. This has just yeah. got to blow, man. This has got to be awful. I know. Uh, yeah. Gallows and Anderson, uh, they're bringing back Talking shops Shop, number five on the uh, iTunes sports podcast. Oh,
2: I love it. That's awesome. That's great. That's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. That's going to be
1: really good. And Carl Anderson um, already changed his Twitter handle, the Machine Gun. Yeah, I saw a little video mm-hmm. where he teased going back to, to Japan. They, they got a couple more shirts. Yeah. They got a wrestling tee shop. Yeah. So.
2: I mean, that's one, one, one of the cool things is that, like, with them, WWE didn't, you know, to, to their advantage – when they brought them in, they didn't change their names, so they mm-hmm. just keep on using those names. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're not going to use the OC; it's a crap
1: name anyway. Yeah, it's a terrible name.
2: Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I know AJ Styles has talked about ending his career in WWE, and he signed a big, big you know extension relatively recently. Um, and it, you know that that'll probably be it. But uh, you know, if he wants to go join his friends, if they go to AEW
1: for I mean, one last run, is, maybe
2: Carl uh, Anderson and, and Gallows are pretty young.
1: They're both in their. Oh, well, uh, Anderson's in his late 30s, and I think uh, Gallows in his mid 30s. Gallows like in his mid.
2: Gallows is like shockingly young. He's, he's like, the youngest think, of the three of them. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, exactly. It like 35 like he's or something like that. I know. Um, so, anyways, uh, let's do a SmackDown preview because yeah, there's SmackDown tonight. Uh, we've got first up another unique triple threat match. Tag team titles are on the line. So this is probably gonna be the guys who weren't in the
1: first. That's line? exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. It's all okay. the all the all the members of those tag teams that weren't in the match at WrestleMania. Uh Sasha Banks and Tamina clash in the match with championship implications. Of course, if Tamina beats Sasha, she gets title shot. Hmm. Uh, Daniel
2: Bryan is going to face... Is, ooh, this will be a good one. This should be Bryan a good match. Cesaro in a Men's Money in the Bank qualifying match. That's going to be
1: good. Hopefully be the main event and give it 20 minutes. Uh, I want so- Cesaro to go over there, man. That'd be cool. Uh, Sonya Deville out to clear the air
2: with Mandy Rose. Not going to happen. No. And, uh, and in fact, Sonya Deville might actually just lay out Mandy Rose. It's entirely possible. Uh, Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Spot on the line also when Naomi... Meets Dana Brooke. Get the feeling Dana Brooke's gonna feel the glow, Larson. What do you think? Think so. Think Probably. So. Yeah. 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 Anyways. <laughs> this is happening. So mm. thanks for watching everybody. We appreciate it. Till next time. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye.